Spin that shit. You are listening to the You Should Watch podcast. But lay it on me, Big Daddy. Wait, People Magazine said. <laughs> what? Time Magazine says, I can't believe this is a show. Wait, and do I have to also watch that shitty documentary? You do have to watch that shitty documentary. Wait, God damn it, Justice, put down those invisible balls. God, now you got a rope. Damn it, Justice. Wait, oh, here are your hosts. Wait, Chris and Joe. Wait, Butcher sure didn't do that last week. Okay, so we're started here, episode 11. You excited, Chris, yeah. for 11? As excited as I can be. Yes. Nice. We should dedicate this episode, as I just said, to the passing of the beloved Jerry Stiller. Yes. R.I.P. R.I.P. He was a he was a good one. Yeah, well, we lost one of the good ones. Even though this guy, this guy's not my kind of guy. He was my kind of guy, Joe. <laughs> okay, I know. I was. I, I just find I know t- what you were doing. I know what you were doing, and I didn't appreciate it. I just find Tintel distracting. I do too. So, yeah. uh, like last week, I uh, put together some ideas for things to talk about before we get into our movies. I I didn't. I don't do that. I should do that. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you could. My grass is tall. That's oh. You should probably cut it. I'm going to with a weed whacker. I don't have a lawnmower. <laughs> so you're just gonna cut your entire grass with a weed whacker? The back, the backyard, anyway. Right. That seems like yeah. it's gonna take a while. Might as well just use scissors. <laughs> no, I did. I actually cut up my toes because I, I hit my toes with the weed whacker and it hurt real bad. Yeah. Like as soon as I started cutting it, I hit my toes. <laughs> you should probably just get a lawnmower. Yeah. That is on the docket. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I have. I'm looking around. Um, I don't have anything else on the docket. Well, the first thing I think we can do a recurring segment as we continue to do this podcast is uh, Corona Corner. Are you still Corona free? You know, I've been coughing a little bit, but I think it's just because of allergies. I've been outside a lot more. Yeah. And um, I. It's not a cough. It's like a clearing of the throat. Yeah, yeah. So, like as long, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. As long as you're bringing up stuff, that's like, um, that's what they say. A productive cough isn't a sign of. Okay. Yeah. That's a productive cough. If you have like you have like stuff in your throat that you're like clearing, like some kind of phlegm yeah. or something. Yeah, I've been going. <coughs> yeah, like I mean, I've, I've you, been doing that. You always have done that. That's like your thing. Yeah, that's a thing of mine, right? Yeah, you've always... It's probably from growing up in a smokehouse. Yeah, I did live in a smokehouse. In regards to Corona Corner, I was going to say, are the restaurants up there still closed? Um, No, they're all open. I mean, like, you can't go in and eat, but you can order. Right. No, yeah, because the restaurants here starting this week, you can now eat inside again. Oh, yeah, no, none of that here. So that's fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I don't want to. No, I'm just saying, like, it's just, like, I think down here we've already decided, okay, virus is over. We're kind of going back to normal. <laughs> yeah, apparently a lot of places, like, businesses and shit are opening here. Yeah. I think that's too well. Apparently you don't have to wear gloves here either. I, I don't agree with that. Well, I never thought gloves really helped because it just kind of, I think the mask is more important. Um. 
Um, I don't know. I personally think gloves are pretty good because I don't. I don't know. I, I don't like touching shit that's been touched. No, I know, but it's still. It's like if you still then touch your face with the gloves, then it really. Well, for me, I like because I have glasses. I like I'm always touching my glasses and yeah. kind of touching my face as I push my glasses up. So it's kind of important for me to have the gloves on, I guess. No, I know, but I'm saying like it wouldn't matter if you had gloves or your regular hands because you're still it's still getting on the gloves if you touch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess I just got what you were saying, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Let's yeah, I've noticed that happens a few times where um, you say something and I don't get it. Yeah. I don't, because I, th- um, yeah, I, I, I just don't think it's because you listen. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Because <laughs> you were talking, I really, I listened to the episode, the big anniversary one. Uh-huh. Where you were talking about the tethering of the phone, right? Um, <laughs> and you were making it perfectly clear what you're talking about, right? And I just wasn't listening. <laughs> like, that, like we were talking about the rules of the game, right? And about I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I just was flat out not listening and, talk, and like just trying to get my point out there. I don't. That, that's not good. Yeah, I shouldn't do that as much. No, you should just listen. Yeah, I'm gonna try to be a better listener. Okay, that's good. I mean, I guess recording our conversations. I was gonna say, I guess recording our conversations helps you can go back and then listen again. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, I learned from listening. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So uh, that, and then you said, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess we can end Corona Corner then, because uh, I don't really feel like talking about it much more. See? Uh-oh. You got it. I just, I cleared my throat. See? That's what's happening. Um, all right. So the next thing was a couple of uh, corrections and stuff from previous episodes. Um, last week, I had said that the O.J. Simpson thing was eight episodes. It's actually ten. I don't know if you... Oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. Oh, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> It's only two more episodes, but because I I think it's because eight episode eight is one of my favorites, okay. so maybe that's why. But so you I thought it ended there. No, no, because now that I'm thinking back, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good. Re- I, it just feels like an eight episode show. I don't know why. Okay. Because um, I've been watching Killing Eve that show, and those are eight episodes. Mm-hmm. And that HBO show, The Outsider, was eight episodes. So I think I'm just kind of in this eight episode. <laughs> Okay. kind of mode but no so it's 10 so you actually have 8 more to watch if you decide to keep going okay well you'll know if I will continue with it or not right. and then almost kind of like a piece of uh, listener mail because I was texting Ken during the week okay and he was telling me about the Florida project and something we didn't realize was that all the places they go in the movie yeah is supposed to represent like famous areas in Disney World sense so like when they go to the open field it's like you know uh, animal right, kingdom okay. yeah that makes sense and even like what is the the other hotels called like future world like isn't that like a section yeah. of mm-hmm. um it's like Disney tomorrowland world? or something yeah and i think what was it was uh there was something else but oh they also go to like the zoo is like um wild kingdom yeah and then also um he was saying like the condos they go to is kind of like haunted mansion that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then 
<laughs> going back two episodes to um, Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. Remember I was telling you that that guy in the diner in the beginning, his voice is so familiar, and I looked <laughs> him up on IMDb and I couldn't find him? Well, I figured out where the voice I was thinking of came from. It's the manager from the movie uh, Major League. Okay, yeah. And so I looked yeah. up that actor, and then he's in IMDb as uncredited for Natural Born Killers. So I was looking at the oh, wrong okay. person on IMDb. <laughs> So oh, okay. He, so, so he was um, in Laverne and Charlie, right? He's like Ziggy or some shit. No. No, okay. No, that's not him at all. Okay, so we got a correction right now. Because <laughs> yeah, that's um, Ziggy and was it Squeaky in Laverne and Charlie? One is Michael McKeon, who's... Yeah. And the other is... I thought the other one was him. No, I forget. He's from something else, but I'm blanking on him right now. But, okay. um... And then it was also funny because then my final thing I have here, this this might take a little bit of time. To correct? No, no, no. It's not really a correction. It's just a thought I've had during the week. It's kind of going to lead into a little bit of a rant. Hopefully we can okay. both get into it, but I, I have a feeling it's going to be more one-sided. All right. Because I don't know if you're going to be really interested in it. But um, remember <laughs> okay. I, I accidentally said that um, – uh, what's his name? Gary Busey was in a league of their own when I met Rookie of the Year. Yes. But it's funny because there was an actor in that movie who was in A League of Their Own, was Bill Pullman, which I forgot that he's in A League of Their Own. He is, yes. Uh, but because I was watching it, it was on TV the other day. League of Their Own? Yeah. And you've seen you, it. You, you get sad at that movie, right? Uh, I, I, the ending that one time really touched me. You, you, you teared up, right? One time, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very emotional ending when they're all old. I thought, I, now, okay. I, I thought it was multiple times, but it's just the one time. I think it was one time that okay. I've actually teared no, up. You shouldn't be ashamed, Joe. I'm, I'm not ashamed. Up movies. I'm not ashamed of it, but it does seem to happen for me more in sports movies. Yeah, Miracle too, right? Yep, the very end of Miracle Works. when he's celebrating in the hallway gets to me. I don't, I don't think I've seen all of Miracle. But um, anyway, you have seen The League of Their Own, right? Multiple times, yes. Because I was going to say it's probably. I would say probably my favorite baseball movie. Mine too, actually. And but um, I guess Wait, it's didn't the last Rockford Peach die or something in real life. Yeah, I don't know. It could be. It could be about the right age. But um, I was gonna say I really enjoy the movie, but I have I don't know if it's really issues to pick with it. But okay. it's it's kind of similar to like my um. I'm not comparing these movies because obviously League of the Rones a lot better, but Mighty Ducks 2, remember how I have my complaints about hockey and how the flying V is really offsides and it shouldn't count as yeah. a movie? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, so the first thing, it always kind of bothered me that Marla Hooch quit mid-season to get married. Right, right. Like, just play the rest of the season. Like, what's the rush? She was like I one think of she the, was in love. Yeah, I know, but like, uh, I don't know, I felt like the type of movie that should be like, I don't know, that seems like a, like a normal trapping, like, oh, the girl has to leave because she's in love and she wants to get married and start a family, but it should be more about the game. Uh, girl and power. I don't know. That's just, I, but I, I, like, who, who am I to say, really? I get it. I get what you're saying. But, um, <laughs> the other thing too is like, how good of a team must they have had the Rockford Peaches? Because you figure they lose Marla Hooch mid-season. Mm-hmm. Dottie Henson quits before the World Series. Right. 
and they traded their best pitcher, Kit. Right. And they, they still take it all the way to Game 7. So how good of a team is that? Like, if they had all those players the whole time, they would have ran away with that World Series. Yeah. So it makes me think, like, how bad were those other teams at picking players? <laughs> because it was four teams, and they all messed up their teams pretty badly if Rockford was able to lose all these key players and still take it to a Game 7. So, I'm, I, I'm listening to you. Yeah. Trying to do a better job of listening. Right. I don't think I've thought of it this much. I know. I Like I said, I had a feeling it was going to be a one-sided deep dive. It is very one-sided. Because I'm not even done. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keep going. But I'm my, here to listen. My other thing I, is, is that when Dottie comes back for Game 7, remember she shows up. The big thing, she's surprised. She's like, I couldn't make it. I come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She takes her mask off. She's like, yeah, I'm here, coach, whatever. Yeah, it's very terrible managing on Tom Hanks's part. To not know she was there. No, to spat her okay. fifth in the lineup. She is your best okay. hitter. She should not be hitting fifth. Okay. You'll see in the, in the top of the ninth inning when they're down one run, uh-huh. you have May lead off with a single. And then Doris comes up, follows it up with another single. So it's two on, nobody out. And then Evelyn, who can't even hit the cutoff man, is hitting third. Why is she hitting third? I don't know. And then so she bunts, which don't get me started. Sacrifice bunting is like the worst thing that ever happened to baseball. Oh, yeah. Especially you don't bunt with your number three hitter. Like, come on. Like, what yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So now it's second and third, one out, and now the first baseman who I apologize for, I forget her name, but she's one I think of it the, was like uh, Jenny Childs. Sure. So she comes up, and I think she makes out or some. I don't know. So now it's two out. So I understand yeah, I, why they wrote it that she's hitting fifth, so you can have the drama there being two outs when mm-hmm, Dottie comes yep. up. But it just it always bothered me that she's hitting fifth when she's clearly the best hitter. Yeah, me too. That's my biggest problem with that movie. <laughs> and then actually, I know a lot of people complain that like Rockford should have won. They hate that uh, Kit won in the end because she was such a crybaby. Yeah, big loser she is. But I, I think that that ending is good, and I think it makes sense that because I kind of like the fact that they don't win. Yeah, I've been there. Because it's like the whole thing, you're like, oh, they're going to win in the end. I've seen all these movies before, but it's a little bit of a twist that they don't end up winning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bruce Willis. All right. Well, I guess I had my say. <laughs> I've always... <laughs> Dead the whole time. <laughs> like I said, I knew this was... I had a feeling this was going to be one-sided. So how long was that? Uh, I will total out of everything. We're about fourteen minutes in already. No, no, just your bit. Oh, I don't know. May, uh, okay. Maybe about five minutes. But uh, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about a league of their own, and well, the important part is I listened. Yeah, up until a point. Right, and I also forgot to mention they also lost Betty Spaghetti because her husband got killed. Yeah. Well, you know. I forget, I did have something about that because I saw this movie not too long ago, mm-hmm. and what's her name? Um, not Betty Davis, that's not her. <laughs> um, 
what's Gina Davis? Yep. Um, she must have been stoked when she found out it wasn't her husband. Yeah. Right? Yeah, when it wasn't Bill Pullman. Yeah. Yeah, she must have been, like, pretty happy. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they lost a lot of key players, and they're still, they forced that game seven. So. Yeah. So big ups to the Rockford Peaches, or whatever year that was, the inaugural season. Because uh, they, yeah. they were the real deal. They just couldn't go all the way. Yeah, they tried. Yeah. All right, well, I guess... Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was the other thing, too, is that I, I think Dottie doesn't take enough of the blame for the relationship with her sister, because I think sometimes she was kind of shitty to her sister. Yeah. Also, the movie um, is a movie. Oh, I know. But I take my sports movies very seriously, Chris. That you do. Yep. And, uh, okay. So re- and also rest in peace to both Penny and Gary Marshall. Yeah, oh, they're both dead? Yeah, Gary died a while ago. Penny died maybe a year ago, I think. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. So I th- I'm pretty sure she's dead, so maybe this will be a correction next episode when we find out she's dead. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> It's like those, uh, I think, what was it in the Oscars this year? I know the Mets did it once. They had like an in memoriam for like, because I think they had a, I think it was, was it last year they had some kind of special for the 86 World Series team? And they like, they said one of the guys was dead, <laughs> but he wasn't. <laughs> oh no, it was the, it was the 69. It was like the 50 year anniversary of the 69 Mets. And like, <laughs> So and so dead, <laughs> but he was not. He just wasn't there. Oh, uh, that's messed up. Oh man, I, I mean, I'd probably laugh it off if I was that guy. Right, and I know they've done it in the Oscars too. Like they've put up people oh, really? who weren't dead, or some something like that, or the Emmys, or. Oh wow, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm not dead. <laughs> Right, so I guess uh, uh, we'll go to we'll go to uh, take a quick break, listen to a uh, word from our sponsor this week, and then uh, we'll get into Blue Ruin, which was my movie that I had to watch. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Policy Dummy, the dummy that reads your policy. Thanks, Chris. Policy Dummy is a great new product. Do you own a business but really hate giving all your employees the new policies that you just know they're going to hate? Well, at Policy Dummy, we provide you with a dummy where you can pre-record all those policies, and you can just put it in a break room or something, and the dummy will just read the policies. So when the employees hear those policies, they won't be mad at you. They'll be mad at the Policy Dummy. Thanks, Joe. That's Policy Dummy. For more info, go to policydummy.com. Don't be a dummy. Go to policydummy.com. Back to the show. And we're back. You excited to be back, Chris? You excited to be back? I'm so excited. So, like I said before, the movie I had to watch this week was uh, Blue Ruin from 2013. And the description, according to Google, 
An anonymous piece of news sends a drifter, Macon Blair, back to his hometown to ex... ex oh, exact. That's the word I'm trying to read. Exact, brutal, and, and inept revenge for the deaths of his parents. I like how they included and inept in the description because he was, <laughs> at times, very inept. Yeah. Um, so my first note is because when... I think it wasn't this description that was on uh, Netflix, but it was pretty similar. And when I saw the word revenge, I'm like, oh, this is definitely a Chris movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you can see why I picked it. Yeah. <laughs> Since you always go for the revenge movies. I do enjoy them, yeah. All right. So um, second note, uh, Macon Blair in Bathtub, which is the first time you see him in the movie, and taking a bath, which is funny because of the last movie, The Florida Project – that's his character was also involved with baths because that's when yeah. he first gets introduced when the daughter's in the bath. Yeah. Um, so next note is uh, I paused on the newspaper in his um, seat when he like learns of the news. Remember, like the cop gives him the newspaper, mm-hmm. and he's about to set off. Like you kind of see him like getting the car ready and. Mm-hmm. He gets a map and he puts it on the seat and you see the newspaper. So I pause it and to read the article, and it actually okay. it gives you a decent amount. Like because I didn't realize at that time that it was his parents who were killed, uh-huh. and it gives you like you know the parents were survived by a sister. So then I learned that he had a sister. So okay. I don't know if so you're it gives su- you basically the whole backstory. Yeah, so I don't know if you're supposed to like pause and read it, but I uh, mean I don't think you're really supposed to. I mean I'm assuming. When people saw this in a theater, they didn't have the ability to. Right. So my ne- my next note was uh, just Zach Galifianakis because with him with a beard, he kind of reminded me. Yeah, didn't it? of Zach Galifianakis, and I was just thinking yeah. like how different of a tone a movie would it be if it was him? Like when he goes in, is like, yeah. do you sell any stamps? Like, just his, like, it'd be more of a dark comedy. Yeah. I feel like. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. And then, so I guess at this point, he steals the gun from the car, like someone's car. And then, and then I just, I'm like, why is he beating up that gun? I didn't realize that it had a lock on it at first. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't, and then I'm like, is that gun going to go off? Like, is he going to hit? And then he just breaks it, so he has to throw the gun away. Um, and then when so when he's leaving the park and he's walking with the crowbar, this person just parks right next to him. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Park right next to the only guy, only other car, <laughs> and the and the sketchy dude with the crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Anytime I park next, like I, my main focus is to not park next to somebody. Anytime there's a car in a parking. Right. Um, and then my next note is just uh, Macon Blair is acting the shit out of this movie. He's good, right? Yeah, because this is around because at this point he's really never spoke really in the movie yet. Uh-huh. So like, I think the only thing he's really said is like, "Is this about the house?" When he gets pulled over by the cop, and like, "Do you have stamps?" But he's just uh-huh. silently like walking around because he's trying to get into um, the bar. Uh-huh. That he saw because the guy that you know killed his parents is getting out of jail, and they the, like they pick yeah. him up. And uh, oh, that's something I wanted to say before we got into the movie. Um, so 
it's a little bit late, but uh, I think we should have been saying this in all our other podcasts that we're just going to spoil the movie. Okay. So, like, if you want to, um, if anyone's actually listening to this, if you don't want to be ruined about what happens in Blue Ruin, uh, and I guess later in People Are So J. Simpson to watch it because we're just going to. Oh, yeah, we're going to get spoiled. Um, but yeah, so he's just like walking around and trying to get into the bar and just being really creepy about it. Not creepy, but just. <laughs> You can really, like, you know, the way he's following him in the car, like he's following the limo and stuff. And then, so my next note is a head stab, when he stabs that guy in the head. And then when you see him, when the blood pouring out of his head, and it has, like, his eye turns red, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, wasn't that great? Yeah. I love the violence in his movies, this director. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck's his name? I talking i have his yeah the the director is uh jeremy salner that's it so uh yeah so he stabbed him and he's like i said his eye turns red and yeah and he's bleeding and then uh so he leaves and he luckily somehow gets out of uh the bar like, because remember that guy was knocking at the door, and you're like, oh, he's going to get caught. But he, he gets, you're like, oh, good, he got away. But then he, he forgot his keys. Yeah. But before that, he stabs the uh, the limo with his murder weapon. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, you should probably go get that knife, because that's just right. your murder weapon that you're leaving. Um, <laughs> he doesn't think anything through. Yeah. And I guess that goes back to what we said, inept. But, um, yeah. and then I just said, this dude, oh, no, wait, no. I'm like, they said, never mind, car is a bigger evidence, because then he, obviously, he ends up leaving his car behind. Yeah. Um, and then I just said, this dude is an evidence-leaving machine, because this is when he breaks into the <laughs> house and he shaves. And I'm like, is he just leaving his hair all over? <laughs> um, so then at this point, he, like, meets up with his sister, so then you learn that he actually has a sister. And that scene of the two of them in the diner is just so well done, like yeah. so well acted between yeah. them. And but <laughs> they have that serious mo- moment, and that guy's like, uh, "Do you have ketchup?" <laughs> the guy from yeah. the other table. <laughs> yeah, the movie has these light moments that I don't. Know, I feel. I feel like I really like this director. Yeah, but like even I mean, he did Green Room, and right. it has these moments, just like these very tense moments that are just broken up by these little. It's like kind of funny things, but I don't know. The violence in these movies are just so, I don't know. Like I've, I, I, I've told our listener, Ken, that they're very realistic looking, but I feel like I feel like they're happening to me. Like I can feel it happening to me. Right. Yeah. No, especially in green like, room. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely in green room. Cause like the stab in the head, like it does, it's not like a big cut in the head, like a, overblown cut right. in the head like it's this tiny little cut in the head yeah it's very that, like, realistic I could see that happening right yeah but that's what I was going to say because like Green Room I don't know I saw it once and I don't know it, it's just it it's, up, yeah. it's brutal <laughs> that movie yeah so it's like I'm like I like it but I almost don't want to watch it again <laughs> yeah because yeah. Cause the violence is intense in that movie yeah for sure um you get like a little taste of it in this movie, but he definitely steps it up in Green Room. Yeah. Um, so then they realize that like you know the they didn't call the police 
because it's not been on the news. So then he starts to freak out because he's worried that he's going to go visit his sister's house. So they, like, race to... And then, and then were Cleland, were they at the house already? Or were the girls just crying because they were little girls? Um, I don't remember, actually. I saw this... I didn't see this that long ago, uh-huh. but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think they were, but it was weird because they race home and, like, the babysitter acts like nothing happened. But then the girls yeah, are crying. I don't think they were. Yeah. Um, so at this point, like, he has his sister leave and go to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, I don't know. Because they, they were from Virginia, right? I'm guessing originally. I think so. And I don't. He, I guess he's been living in Delaware because I guess they used to go there as kids or something. Maybe that was like their vacation. I think that's kind of what he. it was hinted at. Because they're like, oh, because she knew about Delaware and like, oh, yeah, we still go talking about her and her kids to keep up the tradition. Uh-huh. So, um, but I guess I guess she's not married or doesn't have a father in the picture. Yeah, there was no, I don't think there was any mention of like a father figure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that that matters, but it just. Yeah. Um, so then at this point, she leaves with the kids and then. He's home, and I'm like, is this going to be a Home Alone sequel? <laughs> because yeah. he, like he's setting up, I'm like, is he going to set up like a kill house or something? Yeah, I thought that too when I first saw it. And then uh, when he's trying to like hide in the house and he like covers the flashlight, I'm like, you could just shut off the flashlight <laughs> so they don't see you. <laughs> so this like he gets away and then he gets shot in the leg with the arrow. And like he, I guess he yeah, runs over. He runs over a guy, and he gets he like takes him hostage. Yeah, but then because when he's with uh, him later, he's just walking around. He still has the leg sticking. I mean, the arrow sticking out of his leg. Yeah. So then, when he goes to that uh, drugstore to get like supplies to obviously remove like <laughs> something from his leg, I was joking like, is this gonna be like the cashier from South Park when they're buying all the toilet paper? <laughs> like he's like okay so you've got uh pliers and uh <laughs> and like rubbing alcohol and peroxide and bandages <laughs> and then especially when he gives him the money that's covered in blood yeah because what was it it was it was the toilet paper one right it's like okay roll well, a pack of toilet paper pack of toilet paper yeah. pack of toilet paper uh and then <laughs> My next note is uh, her water bill is going to suck because back when he was yeah. setting up the thing in the house, he like turned the water on in the bathroom. Uh-huh. So then he leaves, he abducts the guy, he gets the arrow, he ends up going to the hospital and get the arrow surgically removed. He comes back the next day and the sink is still on <laughs> because he shows, he shows him signing off the sink. So that's, I guess it's, maybe it's a homage to the wet bandits. Yeah, maybe. That'd be pretty fun. And then, so now he's driving, and like he learns that the guy's still alive in the trunk. Uh-huh. And he's talking to him. He's like, "I can't let you out, not until I get a gun." And the guy's like, "Shit, yeah. I could get you a gun." <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, it just, it just seemed like such a weird line. Like, yeah. Uh, right, so my next is uh, Jeremy Solner, who we mentioned before, the director. He loves rock performances. Because he has yeah. the obviously green room is centered yeah, around the punk does. band, and like he goes to the metal bar and you know the metal band's playing, and then it said speaking of Home Alone, it's Buzz 
from Home Alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny because I just the other night I watched um, that movie Hustlers, the Jennifer uh, Lopez movie. You did. I did because it, it, um, there were, had a lot of positive reviews, and it really wasn't that bad. Okay. It was actually a pretty decent movie, but he's in it. He has a minor role. Uh-huh. This guy. And when I saw him, I'm like, who? He looks like, I noticed he looked very familiar. Because I think, and then when today, when I'm like, oh, it's that guy again. And I looked him up. And I'm like, oh, that's right. He was Buzz from Home Alone. Because <laughs> I, uh, I think he was, did you ever see that Masterminds movie? That was the Zach Galif- I'm speaking of Zach Galifianakis. That was the one that's based on that, um, the uh No, no, car. I never saw that. I wanted to, though. Because I think he's in that, too. Um, and then <laughs> I wrote down random racism because at this point he gets the guy he gets the gun from Buzz like he gets all the guns mm-hmm. and he takes the guy he opens the trunk and he's talking to him and like they make the mention about because like earlier in the movie when he escapes in the limo from the bar like one of mm-hmm. the like there's another young kid like a teenage kid who's still in the limo and he like lets him go and he says something about like, oh, you know, he wasn't, he couldn't have hurt your dad or whatever. Like he didn't hurt your dad. Talking about the guy he just killed. So you learn that the guy that he killed in the beginning of the movie wasn't actually the one who killed his parents. Right. It was their family's father. But uh, because right. he, he says something about like, oh, so he wouldn't hurt anybody. And then the guy's like, well, tell that to a bunch of dead n words. Yeah. So I guess they yeah. just threw that in there to make you not feel bad for him killing the wrong guy because he was right. still a shitty person at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then the headshot from Buzz when you learn that he's been watching the whole time and he snipes yeah. the guy and his like face like yeah. rips off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was pretty realistic. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And then uh, I said probably an easier way to destroy a picture because they were talking about like some Polaroid he had of the two of them with a stripper and he just microwaves it. Yeah. <laughs> and lets it burn. I'm like, so you could just rip it or just throw it right. in a fire or, or microwave it. You know, you do your player. I mean, um, it was interesting at least. Yeah. Um, so at this point, like he, he goes to – um, the Cleveland's house and he's like no one's home and he's like staking it out he's almost setting up another home alone <laughs> type situation where he takes all the guns out of the house and stuff but he's drinking water from the sink and that did you notice that water was nasty no I didn't really I mean I would assume it, it was but it I was, didn't really it was like, very cloudy <laughs> was okay. and then so he because then he pisses on the grave of the guy who killed yeah. his and I guess it, earlier you learned too that like he, like the reason why he killed him was because um, Macon Blair's father was I guess having an affair with Cleland's wife, mm-hmm. so that's why he he meant to just kill the father, but I guess the mother was in the car too, so he killed them both. Uh-huh. Um, so then he, you know, like I said, he drinks all that water so he can piss on his grave because he's buried at the house. <laughs> And then he's looking through, like, photo albums as he's sitting in the house. And there's a picture of, like, a baby tiger or something. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this family is definitely the family that would have a baby, like, big cat. 
and they're definitely messing around with tigers and lions and especially after watching <laughs> Tiger King. This is definitely the right uh type of family for that. And then uh, I said that's one ugly mean looking woman, the one sister. <laughs> she had a messed up, like real angry face. Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole family's pretty fucked up like. Yeah. So that's pretty much the end because I guess then you learn that that teenage kid is actually his half brother. Uh-huh. Um, and he gets away, so he's the only one who's. It's kind of like you were saying, similar to Green Room, how it's like he was the one Nazi who was left alive. Mm-hmm. Like he, I guess him and the sister are like the only two people out of both these families who was, who are still alive, and technically, I guess mm-hmm. you know their brother and sister too. Mm-hmm. Um. But I said overall, it was a good movie. Yeah, he's good. I really like him as an actor. Yeah. And I, I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I saw he was in Florida Project, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta recommend Blue Room, because I, I saw it like a little bit ago. Yeah. And you had already seen Green Room, and right. he was in uh, Murder Party, which Justin and I, for Bill Obscura, did the... Um, the commentary? What do they call it? Like, the commentary? Remember. What we did for... Um, commentary? Okay. Yeah, my... Because uh, of that medication I'm on for the OCD that I can't taste beer or soda, Yeah, it also affects like my speech and memory, uh-huh. and it's all fucked up. Does it also affect... Uh, affect <laughs> does it also affect your listening? Because I said commentary three times before you heard me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're also cutting out a little bit, so... Oh, okay. I'm doing my best to hear you. Oh, okay. I think I've been doing pretty well. Yeah, no, in your, in your audio on my end is fine, so you're not cutting That's out good. at all. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, was like, oh, so where does the title Blue Ruin comes from? Like, where? what's the... Um, I think it has to do with... Um, blue was something to do with when he was a kid. I think they called him Blue. And I think, I don't know, I think it's like ruining it, like, I don't know, he's, he's ruined or something like that. Because I feel like you I don't almost, know, making that up, I know. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like you can almost call the car Blue Ruin, because it's a ruined car and it's blue. I'll do it, I can do that. And then, um, this last thing, I, I probably should have mentioned to you, this to you before we started the podcast, but I had an idea for like, how we can wrap up each you segment. You mean the whole entire podcast? What? What'd you say? Chris? Uh, What did you say? You mean the whole entire podcast? No, 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 before this episode. Oh, okay. Because I have an idea for something that we can do after we, like, talk about each movie we watch. We're basically, if, like, saying, well, if you like this movie, you should also check out something something that reminds you of it. Because when I was watching this, it's not necessarily the um, type of story, but the um, style is very similar. Did you ever see that movie Cop Car with Kevin Bacon? No, but I actually know. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's in it. Um, I, I think I'm thinking of Mud with uh No, I don't know. No, it's Kevin Bacon. It's actually on Netflix. I watched it maybe back in December. Is it similar to this? It's very similar style-wise. Okay. Um, the story isn't this. It's not really a revenge story, so to so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a like a slow burn, like 
you know, story involving, you know, murder and and a lot of it is takes place in uh I forget exactly where I mean there's desert, but it's also kinda of like woodsy too, so it kinda of has like the same kinda of, like the locations kinda of seem somewhat similar. Like very rural. But uh that's definitely a pretty interesting movie if you ever I wasn't gonna recommend it for next week, but you know, just if you ever get around to watching it. All right. Well, I'll see what I will do if I have the time. Okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about at Blue Ruin before we uh, switch over to our what you had to watch? Um, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. I really like making Blair. I would watch anything he does. Yeah, yeah, me too. It definitely yeah. got a new fan. Yeah, and it's funny because the first name Macon sounds funny because it sounds like Macon. Yeah, and it's funny because if because I'm realizing if like he was in Cop Car, mm-hmm. then like the head like the headline on the poster could be Macon, Bacon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. He should have been in that. They should be in a movie together solely for that movie poster. They really should. Making bacon. Oh, man. I'd buy that movie poster no matter what movie that is. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it could be some really bad movie that... I would buy it. I would hang it up badly. I'm trying to think of, like, some movie. Like, uh... Birth of a Nation a 2. romantic comedy with both of them, I'd buy it. I was going to say Birth of a Nation 2. Um, I would cover up the that and just have the make and bake and party. Okay. Alright, so uh, we'll transition over into um, The People first O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Um, from 2016. Now, I was going to do this, you know, the same like Google description as I normally read, but the problem is, Chris... Before yeah, yeah. was uh, the Google description okay. wasn't very good. Oh, okay. It just said something like "People vs. O.J. Simpson" is season one of uh, American Crime Story. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, okay. So basically, that's not very descriptive. So then I'm like, okay, let me read the descriptions of each episode. So I went to Wikipedia, and each description was very long. Right. So we'll just. Well, do- I think we could. So I'll just read uh, episode one. Usually you had to read the first two. Episode one is called From the Ashes to Tr- of Tragedy, which is okay. basically you learn, you know, Nicole Brown gets killed, and you know, there's this, this, uh, this, yeah. Uh, OJ starts to emerge as a suspect, and, like, it's the beginning of the uh, investigation. And then uh-huh. the second episode, episode two, The Run of His Life, which is actually the title of the... Um, What's his first name? Jeffrey Tubin, I believe. Sure. He he uh, wrote a book. He was um, a reporter at the time. He was there for every day of the trial. Okay. So he wrote a book called The Run of His Life, and that was basically the sum of the whole situation. And okay. that, And that's actually what the series is pretty much based on, is his book. Okay. And he actually becomes a character in season, in episode three, his character okay. comes in. But and that so that episode is basically just the whole Bronco chase. What leads up to it, mm-hmm. the chase itself, and the immediate aftermath of the chase. Okay. So, um, all right. So, Chris, you can take it away. Um. So, 
from what I saw, the whole thing is it's very overacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what I like to call tragically fun. Okay, that's a good term. Yeah, it, it's all it's like exploitation, and it's it's sad because you know what it deals with, but it's just so overacted and dramatic and it it's the, I, all I could think of the whole time I was watching is just so it's so tragic but it's so silly and it, it was sadly fun yeah that yeah that's how I feel about it like because I feel like it's very rewatchable it's just entertaining yeah it was and I felt I felt sad watching it but I enjoyed watching it right and I felt I mean I felt that's why I, I, the term exploitation comes up because, like, I I had fun watching it, and I sh- I feel like I shouldn't have, right? But I don't know. The, I mean, the first episode it, it opens up with the murders. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, and they didn't. I was happy they didn't overshow everything, and I guess because they couldn't because it was FX, right? And they could only show too much. Yeah. Um, I have it written down way further, but I probably should bring it up now. Have you ever looked up the pictures? I've seen some of them, but I haven't really done like a deep dive into them. But I know they are pretty. Yeah, he fucking cut, almost cut her head off. I mean, they they say that he almost decapitated her. Yeah, but really, like, like you could see like her vocal cords and like you 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 could fucking see her spine. Right, like it's brutal. Um, the uh. What, who's the guy that played Frank Spock that he's in this? Oh, yeah. Um, I play Chris Bauer, I think is his real name. Okay, he looks like BTK. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that? No, but he, because he's playing a real-life detective. Like, um, okay. Like, he was, uh, he testifies during the trial, so he's based off of a real person, so that's actually kind of what that person looks like. Okay, he looks like BTK, straight up. Um... I found myself through the whole first episode because you're getting introduced to all these people. Uh-huh. I kept finding myself saying, "Fucking blank," like "fucking Cato," "fucking <laughs> David Schwimmer" as uh, <laughs> yeah. Robert Kardashian, yeah, "fucking OJ," "fucking uh, Travolta," um, "fucking Chris Jenner." Um, like I did, like all these people you're introduced to. Like I mean, because you haven't seen these people in a while. Yeah, but, I mean, you haven't seen David Schwimmer in a while, and. When I saw him as Robert Kardashian, first he looked like a, a lot like him. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's kind of further along. I really more in the second episode. Uh, but I really I like David Schwimmer in this. I like him more as a serious actor. Yeah, he is very good in this. Um, and then also I was gonna say it's like when you see the Kardashians as a kid. Oh as God, kids, they're so fucking annoying, even as kids. They have there's um, a, there's another scene with them in episode three. Uh-huh. That's uh, pretty like um, I don't know if you mind. It's not really a big spoiler, but because um, like you'll see in episode two, like he goes on the news conference, Robert Kardashian. Yeah. Oh God, they're so annoying. And uh, yeah, and until then, like obviously they weren't famous, other than the fact that like their mother. I think because the mother was already married to Bruce Jenner. Yeah. At this time, but um, like they start to get fame, and so they go to a restaurant at the beginning of episode three. It's I think it's uh-huh. like Father's Day. And it's a really long crowd, a big crowd, and it's a long wait. But they get a table right away because they recognize him from like the OJ news conference. Uh-huh. 
So like you can start to see like the kids really start to enjoy the fame. Like oh man, we like they know our name and and then like even like as Robert Kardashian, he's like because he was a very religious person and like yeah yeah and the, I have that in my second and the, in my notes of my set for the second episode and his fame like he didn't really like he didn't really like the fame uh-huh. and he said something like kids like you need to know that that like being a family and being together as a family is more important than like fame and being famous uh-huh. and like the kids are just flat out ignoring him <laughs> so you'll yeah, that sounds about right. yeah so you'll it like really foreshadows what eventually becomes of the kardashian family uh-huh um who was the guy that played kato the his limo driver in the first episode in like the beginning of the episode no okay i couldn't tell if that was him or not no 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 the i did like that was like the very first scene i thought that was kind of a cool opening yeah um, I I laughed really loud when Kato's like juice. You need juice. <laughs> yeah, you want some OJ juice? Yeah, yeah. I laughed really hard at that. My um, my favorite Kato lines that I have written down here is when you first meet him and like uh, he's being interviewed by the cops. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not like an official person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I re- I mean, it's so weird because I mean I don't really rem- I, I haven't think. Um, for the second episode, but I could bring it up now. Um, I don't really remember. I remember the trial and everything, yeah. but I don't really remember all the characters. Like, I don't really remember Robert Kardashian. I remember um, Johnny Cochran. Yeah. Um, I remember OJ for sure. Um, but I don't remember the chase that they that that's the second episode. But I remember the chase happening. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Cato. Like, I don't remember a lot of these characters. Do well, you remember? Well, yeah, well, the name Kato Kalen I've always known. And, like, I yeah. only have a real brief, like I said, I remember more of the trial as a yeah. kid. Like, I just have faint memories of being a kid. Because I would have been, because the trial happened in 95, so I would have been six. Yeah. And, because I guess it was, yeah, maybe five turning six. But, um... Okay. I just have faint memories of being on TV while I'm in the living room playing with Legos. And, like, I just remember, like, in the background. But, like, the actual chase, I was obviously younger because that was in... We're actually almost coming up to the anniversary because it was June of 94. So I was just turned five. So, like, that I don't really remember as much. But, like, I... You know, you... You learn it from pop culture. Like, I... Before I saw this, like, I knew who Robert Kardashian was. More so because yeah, the yeah. Kardashians got famous, and you're like, oh, so that's where they came from. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's just weird because I, I, I specifically the chase, though, I don't remember it happening. No, like, I, I, mean, I, don't, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I remember, like, events before this happening. I just, for some reason, I don't remember the chase happening. I feel like I should have, but um, when Travolta showed up, I also I was like, fucking Travolta. Yeah. Like, he overacted the shit out of this thing. Yeah, but he is so... Into, like, he, he... Yeah, he's so entertaining. He plays it perfectly, though. Like, perfectly for the yeah. for the style of the show. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. like, a fanatic issue. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, when they got to the funeral, um, Selma Blair played a perfect Chris Jenner. Mm-hmm. She did an amazing job. Um, when the kids are running around at the funeral, I'm like, yeah, yeah they would have done that, for sure. Chloe, Kim, yeah. stop it. Yeah. I laughed hard at that. Um, the funeral, I, I mean, 
he, I mean, we can all agree that OJ's innocent, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, that the funeral was like fucked up because it, it was so split, and like the Nicole Brown side was just like, can't believe he showed up. Yeah. Um, and that also brings up it was an open casket. Like, that yeah. is that true? <laughs> I think so. I don't think. Like, obviously, they stylized some stuff, but I think most of the facts are pretty much... Like, I don't think they messed with the facts. Okay. Yeah, I can't believe that. Like, that's that's pretty... Uh, I, I wouldn't have done that. Because they have... Uh, like, there's video footage of outside the funeral. I don't yeah, know if there's yeah. any pictures I, mean, I wanted of, to look up... Like, after I was watching this, anytime there was video footage, I, yeah. I kept meaning to look it up. Um... So, I, I mean, I'm, I get, I'm trying to, like, summarize it a little bit, but also just go off of my notes. But, yeah. um, there's, like, a hideout place to, like, OJ to get away from everybody. Um, and I, is it, like, Robert Kardashian's house? Yeah, because, yeah, he okay. was already separated from uh, his wife at the time. They were already divorced. Right. So, they, I guess it's Kim Kardashian's room. Yeah. And it has, like, all the Joey Lawrence, like, yeah posters so I thought that was really funny yeah when he's like he's gonna kill himself and he's like no don't yeah, do it in Kimmy's bedroom <laughs> so when he was about when he wrote like all his last will and testament and everything and all the notes to everybody yeah I had written down it would have been so much better had he just killed himself like it would have just saved so much time money trouble yeah it, I just it would have been so much better um do you agree yeah no I definitely okay. I mean, you just say yes. No, I do. Yeah, but <laughs> just say I'm done. It is, but it's just I'm just thinking about like how different. Like, like right? would he still be talking about OJ, or would he I just have been forgotten? And there's another part um, in the end of the second episode that I want to bring up with, that kind of begs the same question. Okay. Um, but also with AC Cowlings, that I did, I think I knew this, but never really thought about it. It wasn't OJ's Bronco; it was AC Cowlings. Yeah, it like he idolized the juice, I guess. Yeah, and he had the same one. Yeah, so I I always forget that it wasn't OJ's Bronco; it was AC Cowlings. Yeah, but he and then because even they say that in the episode, like, wait, how does it have the Bronco? Isn't that right? Even- I also don't like that I refer to him as the juice. <laughs> but it's, it's so funny because that's just what, and like that's even what they like, called him I know like Robert, like uh, Robert Kardashian keeps calling him the juice. And I, I think it's actually in that third episode I was telling you at the beginning, like uh, he, when he's talking to his kids, he refers to him as uncle juice. Yeah. And he also refers to himself as the juice in yeah. it a lot. And I didn't like that. Now, Kato, remember <laughs> we liked those burgers, right? We had those burgers <laughs> last night. <laughs> Um, I also liked that throughout the whole episode, um, they don't, he doesn't act as if he, you don't know if he did it or not in the episode. Like, he doesn't act, he does a good job of portraying someone who doesn't act if he's guilty or not. Like, they're like, so I don't know if the timeline, how it worked originally. So he killed her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then went to Chicago. Yeah, so he, you know, drove away from the murder scene. And I guess he had an appearance in Chicago the next day. Okay. So he had a flight that night to get there. I think it was, I don't know if it was like a football, it was some kind of football event, I believe. Okay. And um, so he was flying to 
Chicago that night, you know, got on the plane, got there, and then they called him, and that's when, like, the whole thing, like, oh, she's been murdered or something, or she's been killed. Right, right. But, like, how does he know that, because they just said she's dead, she didn't say she was killed. Right, he didn't ask how. Yeah, so that's one of the things people point to. Right. So, yeah, he did it. Yeah. Um, So it ends with the police, like, the famous police chase starting. Right. So, um, I, I, I mean, the second episode, there's not as much happens because it's based around the chase. Yeah. Um, it kind of, it opens up with, um, David Schwimmer, Kardashian praying. So I yeah. had that written down. I thought that was kind of funny, but they do, a, they have press conferences, uh, with what's her name? Marsha. Marsha Clark. Yeah. They have a press conference and then. Travolta and Schwimmer, they have a press conference, and uh, the Jews, goddamn, um, <laughs> OJ refers to himself as a battered husband, and I have that yeah. written down, and I was like, this motherfucker. Yeah. I, I kept, I said that a lot during the whole thing, this motherfucker. Yeah. I, I don't know if you did that. Uh, no, not really. No? But I, I, I felt that, I just didn't say it. Right. Um, I, I, um... This, this is the episode where I realized David Schwimmer I, I liked a lot as a serious actor uh-huh. um, who uh, what is uh, Travolta There's, this is <laughs> where he watches OJ on the TV and he sees that like OJ is like on the run and yeah. he's like good for you OJ yeah. good for you because <laughs> he at this point thought he was already dead <laughs> Yeah, he thought he killed himself. And I love when he's driving home and he's he's like listening to like the cheesiest of all like elevator yeah. music, like just smooth yes. jazz. And that's the thing I was gonna say before when you were talking about like people you don't remember. Like yeah. we always heard of Johnny Cochran, but I yeah. do not I really don't remember. remember Robert Shapiro. Yeah, I don't I mean I know the name but yeah. I just I can't picture him. Um no, I already talked about AC's Bronco. Uh, I love that they showed Pizza Hut. Yeah, because that I mean, we listened to the last podcast on the left. That's how I kind of knew about the Pizza Hut yeah. like little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was super interesting. Um, I liked that uh, they were showing the uh, memoriam for OJ because they thought he was going to kill himself. Yeah, like they were doing like the I forget when he was born through the day he died. Right. They're like, isn't that a little premature or whatever? Yeah. <coughs> um. Because apparently they prepare those for, like, all big celebrities. Like, there's oh, probably really? something... Yeah, like, a lot of news companies, they have all that pre-loaded, so they, they're they ready to go once the news happens. Like, for when, like... How do they know the day, though? No, like, that they just put in. I'm talking about, like, they gather footage and do, like, voice... Like, especially, like, if a celebrity gets really sick. Like, I'm sure, like, when Tom Hanks got diagnosed with COVID... Oh, you think they started one? I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if that's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I have no, you know, knowledge, but I feel like I've heard that like they prepare that stuff in advance, uh-huh. so they can be like you know have it right away. Uh-huh. Um. There's a. What's the? Um, he's an attorney that works for Johnny Cochran, who I think works for the defense. Not the defense. The. Um, the other side. Goddamn. Oh, he's the uh, Chris Darden in the prosecution? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so the prosecutor. Um, he's at the barbecue, and they're talking about the other football player that gave back to the community. Yeah. And um, they're Brown. talking about how 
OJ became white. You know that scene? Yeah. Well, he's got the police like, He's got police chasing yeah. him now. He's black now. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty funny scene that brought some levity to it. Yeah. Um, and, that, I mean, OJ keeps, he's got the gun to himself in the car, and I'm just like, fucking do it, man. This would have just ended so much sooner. Yeah. So once he gets to the house, this is that other thing I wanted to bring up. He gets out of his car, and he's holding the picture frame, and I think a book. Yeah. Um, and the cops are like, he's got a gun. And I'm like, if they would have shot him, it would have been like a big fuck up. Yeah. And I'm like, and he, it would have been like another statistic and shit. And it would have been a real fucked up thing. Like, do you think they would have even went through with the prosecution that he killed his wife? No. Well, if he's dead, probably not. Right. And it would have been like he, I mean, in a sense, he would have gotten away with it again. I mean, it wouldn't even have mattered again. Right. Like, he technically would have gotten away with it again. (laughs) I feel like that would have had a bigger impact, though, than if he killed himself. Yeah, that's true. Because... Had he killed himself, he... It would have... I think it would have seemed that he was definitely more guilty than he is now. And it just probably would have been like, oh, you remember O.J. Simpson? He was, like, a Hall of Fame football player who murdered his wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. But if he was murdered by... Shot and killed by the police. Mm-hmm. I think that, especially this is because I know they show it at the beginning of episode one. This is the LA only, riots. Yeah, yeah. This is only two years after the whole um, like LA riots and what's his name, Rodney um, King. Rodney King. So I feel like then that becomes just another, you know, big thing in that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know movement. Not movement's not the right word, but kind of like another piece of big example of how you know racist the LAPD is yeah um I meant to ask I think it was way earlier on but did you follow him on Twitter no okay so I did it for like a few days and then I felt so icky I had to not do it anymore yeah I I I don't know I mean granted it's just a Twitter page and I just like I watched some of the videos and he's like I don't know he's playing golf I was like golf's great man and he's just, I don't know, he's like, I just want to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day. And I'm like, ah, I can't. Uh, I, I think, can't I think he had longer. something with, like, when Corona was coming out, like, he had, like, uh, something with, something involving gloves. I think there was. Oh, some, God, really? I think so. there's something like that. Oh, he had some I kind mean, of. When I, I was following it basically just to see what he was talking about, uh-huh. but also to see the comments, which the guy didn't need to follow him to see the comments. But I guess that's why I'm following right. him, because I realized that. But the comments are like, murderer! <laughs> like, yeah. South Park, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring South Park again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I felt so icky. I couldn't follow him any longer. Um, yeah, what did they... I'm guessing there were a lot of glove comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't see how there couldn't be. Um, so he, because he keeps talking about wanting to see his mama... Uh, he gets to his house. This fucking guy got preferential treatment had I ever seen it. Yeah. Um, so he gets to his house, and I think one of the last things he says is, I want some orange juice. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, that's where I'm at with it. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely... I, I don't want to watch it because it is... I, I don't want to enjoy it, but I do. Yeah, it's, like I said, like, you know, you mentioned last podcast on the left before. We, I mean, you kind of enjoy true crime stuff. It's a true crime type thing. 
Um, I think they do a good job, like, not letting you forget that he probably was the murderer. Yeah. So, I mean, and, like, they, like, at the end of the series, like, they, like, recognize Nicole and um, Ron Goldman. Like, so, like, like they don't, like, um, like, forget about the victims, which I know is a lot of what a lot of people complain about when it comes to true crime stuff. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's just, it's just wildly entertaining yeah yeah it's <laughs> that it is so do you have any uh more notes or because i have a no that's all that. i have for that um it's <laughs> i i oh. i recommend it if if you if you can i don't i mean i, I don't want to say if you could stomach it that i feel like that's making it too dramatic but yeah. it's it's almost I don't know. It's. I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Yeah. Well, um, well, I do hope you end up watching the rest of it because, like I said, it's very good. Yeah, I think I probably will. Um, I'm more so than I said with Tremay because it, it's, it's fun. Right. As much as I wish it wasn't fun, it's, it's fun to watch. I just had a couple of. Um, notes that I had written down beforehand, the topics I just wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, first of all, the chase happened on June 17th, 1994. Okay. And there's a really good, um, do you ever watch any of the 30 for 30s, the ESPN sports documentaries? I have not. There's a really good, um, it's like a mini one, like they're usually like an hour and a half to an hour 40 minutes, Well, this one I think mm. is at most 40 minutes, so it's a lot shorter. But it's, okay. it's called June 17th, 1994, and it's about – because during that day was like a crazy – NBA Finals? Yeah, it's a crazy day in sports because they cover all the things because it was the day of the Rangers-Stanley Cup parade because mm-hmm. they had won on June 14th that year. Um, it was Arnold Palmer's last Masters, which is yeah. noted yeah, in the episode – uh, oh, it's not mass. It's U.S. Open, I believe U.S. Open, and because that's what Chris Darden's father is watching. Yeah. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. became the fastest player to reach 30 home runs in a season. Okay. On that day, um, it was the beginning of the World Cup. The first one, I think, it's the first one that took place in the United States, the '94 World Cup. Okay. And I feel like I, don't know, I might be missing something. But they, it's a really good documentary. Well, and the NBA Finals. It was Game 6, I believe, uh-huh. the Knicks and uh, Rockets. And that was the thing where they interrupted the game. Yeah, they showed that. To show the chase. And they, because it's cool because they kind of go throughout the whole day. Uh-huh. And show, like, when certain events of the day are happening compared to when the other sporting event stuff is happening. Okay. But it's just a really interesting, and it's like I said, it's only about 40 minutes, so it's a quick watch. Is that on anything? It was on Netflix, but since ESPN started that ESPN Plus, I I think they took off all their... You maybe can find it on, like, YouTube or... I don't know. I'll try to find that. It sounds interesting. Um, The other thing I had... uh, Oh, minutes before bodies were found. I just find that type of stuff really interesting in, like... Especially in shows where it's, like, a historical um, Mm -hmm. story. Like, the moments before the world's about to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if world's about to change, but it's, like, a major, like, historical moment. Like, when okay. that guy's walking his dog at the beginning before he finds the bodies. 
Yeah, like, I thought that was pretty interesting. Like until this point, like OJ, you know, he's another football player. But in, right. once these bodies are found, like uh-huh. his life has completely changed. Right. And I just and then um, next thing is Ryan Murphy in general because he's you know the executive producer of the show, uh-huh. and he does all the American Horror Stories. Yeah, yeah, and, that's like a spin. This show is kind of a spinoff of that, right? So, like, they did originally season two of American Crime Story was supposed to be um, post New Orleans Katrina. Nope, post oh, okay. Katrina New Orleans. Okay, um, but for some reason they s- scrapped that and pushed it back. And then season two did come out a few years ago, and it was the murder of uh, Gianni Versace. Yeah, which I I watched maybe the first episode. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of similar style, but. I think it's something about the OJ case that I had more interest in that yeah. made me stick to it. Like, because I really, I don't know, the Gianni Versace is, is not just as big of a case <clears throat> to me. And it's just something about the OJ case that I find so fascinating, probably because it's, it's, it's the early it's the early 90s. I'm really fascinated with that time period. <clears throat> um, you kind of remember it as a kid. And it's funny because when I was first... Talking about this with um, our listener Ken, mm-hmm. this is where we had our, our joke when I was saying like, "Yeah, you know when it happened, I was only like five years old." And he's like, "You're 37." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, no, you have to redo your math because I'm not." Um, but yeah, but uh, I was gonna say, which I think I like about um, the People vs OJ Simpson compared to American Horror Story, is I feel like when Ryan Murphy has like a check mm-hmm. kind of like when he has to like he can't go too crazy because he still has to stick to what really happened and it's based on the book that I told you about the uh, right. the Tubin book like he's he can't go <laughs> like yeah. ridiculous and like like so there's still the elements of his craziness like we you know with the soundtrack and like you said a little bit right. of the overacting but it like it's honed in a bit and focused. Where with American Horror Story, I was thinking about this because um, I've seen every season of that show. Yeah, he goes batshit crazy. And to me, like a se- like a perfect metaphor for um, a season of Har- American Horror Story is it's like you're chewing a piece of gum uh-huh. that you like, and you're like, oh, I really you know I enjoy this flavor. I kind of like where this is going. This is very interesting, uh-huh. and then. The flavor starts to go away, you know, because gum, like, the flavor disappears. Yeah. But then instead of it just being, like, flavorless nothing, Uh it's almost like then the gum kind of has this really uh, ambitious (laughs) different type of flavor. Like, if you chew, Uh like, a strawberry piece of gum and then it changes to a steak dinner. (laughs) And, like, you're like, well, I I mean, I kind of like this, but this is... I don't really want my gum to taste like steak. Right. I wasn't expecting a steak dinner gum. And then it's just okay. Now it's now it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's a, pretty good metaphor. And that's pretty much how every season of American Horror Story, right. including <laughs> like this last one, it was the it started off as like, oh, cool, you know, he's doing like '80s slasher. Right. Like he kind of like messed with the audio to make it seem like you're watching an actual '80s slasher. Uh-huh. And then it's just now uh, the Night Stalker is unkillable, and he's actually a reincarnation of Satan. And yeah. I'm like, what? what's going on? <laughs> what here? happened? Um, what happened to my gum? Yeah, and then I guess the last thing I was gonna say is uh, speaking of OJ himself, 
like the thing that's so troubling is like when I was saying like they bring in the Rodney King situation mm-hmm. and it like there was definitely a lot of issues I mean this is probably an understatement with the LAPD yeah, yeah, at that totally. time and it just sucks that because OJ was it was like the right message but in like the most flawed vehicle possible right. yeah that's true because he did not deserve like don't get like there was definitely like, LAPD were probably definitely framing people at that time right but like you said like he got the preferential treatment yeah, it was the wrong person at the right time. Right, and he bent, and it was because he benefited off of all that suffering by getting you know away with murder. Right, like, literally, like that part you were saying too with Chris Darden when he's like, you know, he's never really cared uh, cared about this community the way Jim Brown has. Yeah, and he's like the moment he got money, he became white and disappeared into mm-hmm. you know, and then you know then he benefited off of the actual suffering of you know the black community. Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen any of the Naked Gun movies? I've seen the end of the one with Enrico Palazzo. Yeah, it's a shame because they're really funny. Yeah, because he he gets thrown off of I think the stadium at the end of that one, right? Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, I could make you watch that for the next episode too, which would be kind of funny. Yeah, maybe I will. Is it? Uh, available to watch? It is. What's it on? Netflix. Oh, okay. So is that, you want to... Yeah, you're going to do that. Okay, so <laughs> I'm watching, so what, it's Naked Gun and a third? But no, so, no, but here's the thing though, I technically have seen it. Um. Because I've seen, like I said, I've seen probably the last half an hour of the movie. Yeah, so you know the... Ed- oh, okay. All right, fine. Yeah, so I don't know if... All right, so you got to watch O'Jane's last football game. <laughs> um, oh, that's... And there is a... Because uh, it came out, I want to say, like, right as the, the show was ending, because it kind of became, like, O.J. Fever okay. at that time, because, like... For whatever reason, like when this show was on, like a lot of people started caring about OJ because then there was that. I don't know if you remember, it was that ABC documentary? It was like a five-hour. Was it? Or was it ten-hour? Like a five-part, ten-hour documentary about OJ. Yeah, vaguely. And that was that was pretty interesting. And yeah, he's an interesting character. Just like I don't, you're probably not watching the uh, the Last Dance on ESPN, but that is fantastic. No, I can't say I am. Alright, I think that's um, everything. So you're, you're probably not going to watch Naked Gun. I'm not going to ask you to do that. Well, no, I don't. I mean, like I said, I, I, know, I know the funny part, which is oh my god, that's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess I think that's all I had to say for. OJ, I'll probably think of something that I forgot, and I'll have to mention it at the opening of next episode. Yeah, that's fine. And transition time, speaking of next episode, what movie do you actually want me to watch, Chris? Uh, you're going to watch Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Okay, I have never seen that. Yeah, it's crazy. Do I, am I going to miss anything for not no, seeing Parts not 1 through 7? No. You know Jason, do you know who he is? Jason Voorhees? Yeah, you know what his deal is? Um, wasn't he... Something to do with his mother, right? He got killed yeah, at a camp? Yeah, I mean, you get the gist of it, dude. 
he cut, he's like a, yeah, I mean, you're fine. But doesn't he like only haunt the camp? So why do people go back to the camp? No, you don't, it's, he takes Manhattan in this one. You don't understand. Oh, okay. <laughs> Manhattan, Manhattan? The Manhattan. Not Manhattan. The Windy, the windy Apple. <laughs> not, Man, not Manhattan, Kansas? Not Manhattan, Kansas. Is that a place? I believe so. Oh, okay. Look at that. Uh, not the Manhattan Project? Not the Manhattan Project, no. Okay. Well, I was doing some going back and forth for what my pick for next week. Okay. And since the last two weeks have been movies that I've seen a lot or shows I've seen a lot and know a lot about, okay. I'm going to go with something I've only seen once. Okay. But I did enjoy it, and uh, there's a part... There's a location in the movie that kind of hits close to home for us. Okay. It is the movie Good Time on Netflix. Okay. The Sa- the Safdie Brothers movie with Robin Pattinson. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. We wanted to see that. Yep. That's uh, because I think um, uh, I remember seeing. I think Uncut Gems is coming to Netflix at the end of the month. Okay. So I'm very excited for when that happens. But uh, yeah, that's a it's a pretty uh, interesting movie. We'll see. But uh, like I said, I've only seen it once, so I probably won't remember it. But I didn't see it that long ago, so I probably have it. Cool. All right, so is there any uh, sign-off you want to do from... Uh... Um, OJ okay. did it. OJ did it. And then I guess, I don't know what my sign-off would be. I guess, <laughs> do you got any ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I think that's a good one. And then, uh, okay, so we'll uh, cue that, that sweet closing theme that we have at the end of every episode. That's by us. We did that. Yep, we did that. You could probably tell because it's not the greatest. Yeah. And Christian, we should have put the other one up that's not in sync. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have that. I deleted that. Oh, you did that. Yeah, I never even really saved it, I don't think. Uh, um, all right, so we're actually just about slightly shorter than last week's yeah, episode. Slightly shorter than last week's episode, but I think we're now going to pass it with the song, and uh, there might be a little something added after the song. A little blooper, if you will, for for sticking along, sticking around for this long. A little treat, I guess it's a treat. It's probably not a treat. No, I wouldn't like it. All right, so got any ketchup, Chris? Oh, you did it. Bye. No, I, I don't. Okay, Jeff. I didn't like this. I want to go home. Go. This episode is brought to you by Policy Dummy. The pop po- nope. <laughs> Fuck. Just keep going. This episode is brought to you. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Policy Dummy. The dumb fucker.
This episode is talking about the dummy that reads your policy. Joe? <laughs> you gotta you gotta start it again. Oh yeah, I got this. <clears throat> this episode is brought to you by Policy Dummy, the dummy that reads your policy. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Policy Dummy, the dummy that reads your policy. Thanks, Chris. Policy You're Dummy welcome. is a <laughs> I'm gonna start again. <laughs> I, I can do it. I got. No, it. no, we're good. You, were, we got your part. I got your part. No, of no, it. no, no, I can do it. Okay, I can do it. Okay.